Hello again and welcome to another episode of College Football Down Under. My name is Aaron Kemp. As always, I am joined by Will Mjerden. You look at you just limbering up there, cracking the neck, getting ready to go. How are you going today, Will? I'm feeling good. I'm ready for a big episode. We've got a huge week. Oh. Uh, we've got a great episode in store too, like going through our little run sheet here. I'm feeling good about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm feeling good too. So we can't bloody labour a point here because we've got so much to get two and obviously being week 14 it's rivalry week the premier week i think in college football again we talk about national championships and i think this is the one that is so exciting because these are the weeks that you remember you get to you know crap on to your mates for the next year that you you won that game uh teams go from having an okay season to a great season based on one result uh it is parochial it's geographical, it's emotional, and it is, you know, the best week of college football of the year. Absolutely. It's it's the same as conference championship week for me. You just get more of it. Like, conference yeah. championship's great, but this is the same caliber of matchups that you get. There's just fucking heaps of it. Yeah. And this is why the playoff isn't necessarily a great thing. Anyway, <laughs> let's jump straight into, now, a, a quick bit of news, and, and we do have to move through this quickly, but... It was remiss of us not to highlight the Harvard-Yale game last episode. We didn't bring that up at all, and I did want to mention this is something really, really interesting. Uh, Harvard-Yale really game to is your co- heart. Yeah, you, yep. Uh, it's called the game or something. Their rivalry. I can't remember what it's called. I think that's uh, a different game, but okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, and they there was a student protest uh, in the first half, I believe. Get off the field. Uh, where you know. Uh, students came on they kind of silent protest stormed the field sat down at midfield of which there was a number of them like there would have been what it grew and grew and yeah was, yeah i was surprised that they got back going as quickly as they did i thought it was going to be one of those long-standing things where they might not get an opportunity to play it out mm. uh, in protest of climate change which again go your hardest the thing was is that it was actually a wicked game at the end, Yale needed an onside kick recovery and then scored with a couple of seconds to go. Then it went to overtime and Yale pulled it out somehow. Um, so, yeah, massive game. But interesting that that is growing more and more momentum in the youth of today. Yes, and while we're talking about things that we missed, I also need to own up to one. So my Aussie's in action. Uh, sorry, Brooksy, I think I handed out the player of the week to you. I'm going to have to take that back. Oh, that's brutal. Real Indian giving. <laughs> yeah okay can we say that no but okay. sure uh so yeah need to take that back there was one i'm blaming xl and the whole fiasco that happened there but trent schneider out at usf i don't know how if i can miss this boy went for nine punts at an average of 51.6 how did you miss that was it too good just broke the spreadsheet I, yeah well bloody numbers it, yeah I, it must I have agree. it must have dropped off for i don't know but Great work to him. He wins another award. I think he's won it again, uh, a weekly award from us, which I, I know means a lot. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. But uh, yeah, that's it, a superb effort. And he's really putting together a super, super year. So there's definitely NFL aspirations ahead for him, I would have thought. For sure. And uh, I mean, you've lost all credibility now, obviously, as well. And now you're apologizing and you're yeah. going back. Sometimes you've just got to stay with it, stay the course. But you've... Uh, you've the numbers don't sense. lie. The numbers do not lie. And, and that is one thing that I will always be true to. I'll talk a lot of shit, <laughs> but I will, I will back those numbers in all day, every yeah, day. Yeah. I mean, and if we look at the real key numbers of this season, what is it? Minus 9.4 now? 9.5 units? No, nah, it's not that much. Right? It's only like six. But if we do look at numbers such as bold prediction, correct? and stuff like that 
I mean, that's that's where you're really making money. <laughs> All right, let's uh, head into award finalists, Will. So, obviously, well, maybe not. I keep saying obviously, but for those people that don't know, throughout the season, there are a whole bunch of awards that get given to best return men, kickers, punters, best interior lineman, best defensive lineman, best defensive player, all these kind of different awards. Semi-finalists come out, and then they trim that list to uh, a finals list. Uh, I don't know how big that list is, actually, but it is... Three people on the finalist list. Three people, except the Heisman gets five. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure we have that Heisman one yet. This is kind of all the other awards. Okay, so all the other awards get trimmed to three each, and then they get presented at the end of the season. But you're going to take us through some of those, and if there are any surprises in there, I doubt it. No, no, so not so many surprises. Oh, actually, there, there are a couple in there, but we need to be quick. So yep. Chuck Bednark Award... Uh, best defensive player, college football. My boy Derek Brown, really happy to see him in there. He has been a wrecking ball at Auburn on their defensive front. Yeah. Isaiah Simmons and Clemen, uh, Clemson, we were big Clemson, on yeah. coming into yep. the year. And Chase Young, no surprise. Yep. And it is, awesome. don't, and also on these awards, it is a bit of a popularity contest. So 100%. I think like part of it is like a public vote or something yeah, for yeah. some of these awards. So it is a bit weird like that. The Bolitnikoff Award, which is something that Oklahoma State knows a whole hell of a lot about. Yeah. Uh, best receiver. Yeah. We've got Jamar Chase at LSU. Ooh, interesting. He's been really good. Uh, CD, yeah, oh, don't get me wrong. He has been really good. CeeDee Lamb at Oklahoma and Michael Pittman Jr. at USC. So no Jerry Judy up there to defend his title. Who's the other one? I feel like there's a few. There's there. a, a whole heap of good receivers. Yeah, this year. I mean, so it's, yeah, it's it's one of those ones that there's, there's so many good options there, but all of those guys are, are absolutely. Oh, studs. and don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from them, uh, and that all will play on Sundays. But yeah, the Lou Grozier Collegiate Place Kicker Award. Yeah, uh, we've got White Lightning. James Stefano. Unfortunately not. He's missed out. We've got Rodrigo Blankenship at Georgia, who has been a very good kicker for a very Sweet long time. Sweet glasses, yeah. Keith Duncan at Iowa and Blake Mazza. Great Aussie name, Mazza. He's not an Aussie, but he, we could... Well, Keith Duncan at Iowa, no no shit he's a good kicker. Iowa winning and they go for at least one touchdowns a, a week, which is fantastic. Yeah, well, they win a lot of games like 9-6. <laughs> so yeah. he's slotting in those three field goals Critical. on the reg. Critical. Uh, yeah. This is the big one, Ray Guy Award. Here we go. So we have Sterling Hoffrichter at Syracuse. Yeah. Who cares? Whatever. Yep. Burn. Then we have both Dane Roy from Houston and Max Duffy at Kentucky Wee. rounding out the three. So we got two, two out of the three. And I mean, I think it's a lock. I think Max Duffy's got it. Yeah. This is a done deal, but awesome that we, we've, we're have we well represented there again. Uh, Maxwell Award, which is College Player of the Year. Don't know how this differs I, yeah. from Heisman, yeah, whatever. Uh, and not always like one gets the other, like quite often, but there is a lot of circumstances where they're, they're different. Joe Burrow, LSU, Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma and Chase Young at Ohio State. Okay. Three of the most will, prolific in the game. Will Chase Young thought. get an invite to the Heisman? Is that what I think at? so, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Even though he missed those two games, it's just that public cheat, sentiment. Yeah. Okay, good. <sighs> the Davey O'Brien uh, Best Quarterback Award. So we've got Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, and Jalen Hurts. So if you win the Heisman, how do you not win College Player of the Year and the Davey O'Brien Award? Like, this is... I don't get it. I don't know. There's hands getting greased all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Outland <laughs> Trophy for Nation's Most Outstanding Interior Lineman. We have Tyler Beardaz at Wisconsin. Yep. Have, I'm shocked. A Wisconsin yeah, offensive right. lineman. Derek Brown at Auburn. 
and Pini Pinai Sewell at Oregon. Yeah, he's real good. How's the first name said? I don't know. Okay, cool. I'll just look like idiot then. And young as well, I think. Uh, the nation's best defensive back is the Jim Thorpe Award. Yes. Uh, and Very famous nominated defensive back. Grant Delpert, who has been talked yeah. about all year. Jeff Okuda at Ohio State, who's been yeah. super productive. And J.R. Reed at Georgia. Yes, he's awesome. The Doak Walker Award for best running back. My boy Chuba Hubbard yes. is there. He's got to be in the mix. Surely he's got to be the front runner in this. I'm surprised he hasn't got a Heisman shout as well. Absolutely, with you 100% on that. Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin, yeah. who I have a feeling is going to win it, and that's more just name brand recognition which is bullshit. And <laughs> J.K. Dobbins at Ohio State, who's been pretty good. That's <laughs> yeah, been pretty good. Probably pretty fair there. So those are the awards that we have there. There's, there's also the John Mackey Award. Mackey Award. Mackey That's Award. tight end. Yep, tight, tight end. Harrison Bryant, Florida Atlantic. Hunter Bryant at Washington. And Brevin Bryant. Nah, Jordan. Brevin Jordan <laughs> at Miami. Hey, your boy's getting someone. But of course, tight end. Tight end you, right? Well, yeah. I mean, also loser you at the at the moment as well. So uh, yeah, that, that's all the positional stuff that we have there, which which is awesome, and and we'll kind of pick that back up when they all get announced. But all of those guys, like we've probably talked about at some point on the show, the yeah, yeah. they're the superstars of the game, and even those that aren't uh, all interior that... offensive linemen, we probably don't give enough love to. It's Maybe true. that's my go next year, interior offensive linemen. Like you're going to start playing it or. Mm. <sighs> You know, the people listening won't know that that's directed the way that you're intending it. But, but you I mean, they know now. You're correct. Um, no, I'm just going to increase the depth of my knowledge of college football and focus on like guys that are going to go on and All become middle-aged, heavily overweight people. I'm sure that's what the listeners are after. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's jump into something else that you're probably not after, and that's the South Pole. So take us through this in literally 30 seconds because okay. I want to buzz you out here. No, that, and that's fair enough too. So South Pole unchanged. That nah, is, too long. <laughs> that is a really good poll when you have nailed it to the point where it doesn't move at all. Ohio State 1, LSU 2, Clemson 3, Alabama 4, Utah 5, Georgia 6, Oklahoma 7, and Memphis in at 8. It will move this week. It, yeah, almost certainly. Uh, and on the back of that weekend's performances, we did have Penn State and Oregon kind of on the bubble. They've both taken a step backwards. We now have the likes of Michigan, Baylor, Minnesota, mm, Wisconsin. There there's a chasm now. And Notre Dame. And Cincinnati, if they beat Memphis, we'll take that spot. Okay. Bold prediction time, Will. Here we go. So, so this is where we're having some fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you were going to come at me and, and not forewarn me about your idea. And I, want, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but I'm so nervous about this now. So, so what have you got for us? All right, so a bit of a change. We we, we haven't been great on the bowl predictions. You've been better than me. I have been, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I've I've been carrying the team a little bit, but still not great. And I, I want to give us both an opportunity to win. Yep. And one of us to win. So there, there's going to be a loser. There's going to be a winner. Where this week we're dialing in the bold prediction pick'em. Okay. So I have 29 rivalry games that we are going to quickly blitz through and pick the winner of. Yep. But. We can't pick the same team. So only one of us can have one of the sides that we think is going to win. And the way that we're going to... So who picks first, Will? Exactly right. That's what everyone wants to know. The way that we're going to decide that is by your knowledge of these rivalry games and the name of either the contest or the trophy I will accept. 
And if you're able to correctly name that for each matchup, then you can pick first. If not, I get first selection, and we'll go from there. I'm going under 500 here. You think? Yeah, I reckon. You know a lot about college football, dude. Yeah, but uh, but these these guys, I, I guess we know a lot, but they come up once a year. All right, I think the first two are a great like, sign of where we're at and how easy and difficult some of them can be, right? Okay. So let's start off. Old Miss, Mississippi State. Is the... This is what I always get confused. You do? This is the Egg Bowl. It is the Egg Bowl. And what do they play for? Uh, the Egg Cup. The Golden Egg. The Golden Egg. That's right. Yes, they do. So you egg. have that. You've got that correct. Who do you pick? Uh, it's... Uh, it's a hard matchup. It is a hard matchup. Um, and this, I guess, part of this is going to become reviewy a little bit as well, I suppose. But yeah, this is but in, let's, let's not try and do it here. Let's give a pick. This we'll is in Starkville, but later. I'm going to take it. I'll miss. I'll miss. All right, John Reese Plumley, run, mate, run. Yeah, he could. I, I don't hate that. That's that's probably who I would have gone. So that's a good one. All right, so another. You've got that one, right? Knew yep. that easy. Texas, Texas Tech. <laughs> no, you I'm think t- you might know I, it, right? Because like, it's, there's two like rivals. Yeah, in-state. it's in state, so I'll say I'm guessing here. I've really got no idea. I'm going to guess it's something to do with the Lone Star, the Texas Showdown, or something. It is know. the battle for the Chancellor's Spurs, <sighs> of course. Yeah, oh, of course. that was my next guess. There as well. you go. So you've got that one wrong. Uh, I'm going to take Texas in that one. Oh, I'm not happy. I'm not unhappy that I've got Texas Tech there. That's okay. Not okay. an easy game to pick. And it's in uh, Austin. It is in Austin. Okay. So that certainly slants it that way. Next one along, uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia. Is the Commonwealth Cup. Uh, that is what they play for in the Commonwealth Clash. In the Commonwealth Clash, yes. Who but, are you going here? Uh, now, this is in Charlottesville, and we'll deep dive this a little bit long later, but I'm going to take Tech. Okay. Oh. I, I'm with Virginia. Yeah, I, don't, I don't mind that. Uh, Missouri, Arkansas. This is not a rivalry. Well, apparently it is. Uh, apparently it is. And they play in for, the... They play for the Pig and Tiger Trophy. No, there's not even a trophy for it. It's just a nickname of the rivalry, which is the Battle Line Rivalry. Uh, that was also something that I won't get. A tough one. So I'm going to back in Missouri in this one. So that gives me... Gives you Arkansas. Arkansas. Well done. Sick. Uh, Iowa, Nebraska. Is they play for the Heroes Trophy? Well done, that's yeah. good. I'm impressed, mate. Uh, and the game is the Heroes game, original. Mm. Bit lame. Okay. Um, Who you like? Uh, not Iowa. Okay, I'll write that down. <laughs> Just please, not, not Iowa. Iowa. Not Easy. Iowa. Uh, no. Does I, that give you the tie as well? Wait, wait, where? <laughs> where is this one being played? I haven't looked at any of these. Uh, it's in Lincoln. I'm taking Nebraska because Iowa can't score enough points. Well Again, done. they will score one touchdowns. <laughs> uh, Washington State, Washington. Is the not Egg Bowl, it's the Apple Cup. Well done. Yeah, you've nailed that. So you're looking pretty good here. Yeah, it's going to deteriorate rapidly. No, I think you're right. Uh, oh, God. Where's this one played? Uh, Ooh, it's in Husky Stadium. I do not like Washington in this. I just don't. But Washington State's defense sucks. So? I'm taking Washington. Okay. <laughs> with little conviction. Yeah. No, that's these are some tough ones. And that's what makes for such a good week of viewing. Yeah, yeah. Like, all- in all of these games, I'm taking the points. I am just... Yeah. If I'm picking a team, I'm... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, South Florida, UCF. This is like... The- 
It's something on the I-95 because that's the main road that links the two. Like Is it? It's, I think, it, I-90, I-9, war on, or war on I-94? There's a lot of correctness here, but it's not correct. Ugh. Is the war right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is the war on the I-84, 74. Just four. four. Oh, just four. Just four. Oh. So... You're not giving me that, are you? No, I'm not. I'm taking taking UCF. You get USF there. Oh, that's not good. (laughs) Suck it. Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, Should I know this one? You should. You made reference to it earlier. There's a bit of a clue. I made reference. Yeah, unwillingly. Unwittingly. Probably a better. Come on. This this blank air is not good for listening. No, no, no. How do I not know this, though? You should 100% know this. Yeah, I would have thought you'd... I am not going to get it. Why? Why, why? Let me help you out, because I I want you to have this one. Uh, What did you call the Yale and Harvard game? The game? There it is. This one is the game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. This one is the game. So you're taking Ohio State, I assume? Yep. That's fair. Thank you for that. Just I'm in a, a given mood. Up. I'm feeling good. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, Clemson, South Carolina. I don't know this one, but I know it's played in the Palmetto State, uh, the Palmetto Cup, the Palmetto Bowl, I think. There it is. Yeah, the Palmetto Bowl. Yeah. They play for the Palmetto Trophy. So well done. There we that's, go. That's a good one to get to because yeah, I don't no know. No way. Would you South know Carolina that? Winning that? Oh, shit, no. <laughs> yes. Absolutely not. All right. This is where it goes horribly wrong. Well, Georgia, Georgia Tech? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I know yeah, See, I'm going to tell you and you're going to be like, I fucking knew that. Is it something to do with... No, jo- wait, what's the Georgia's state mascot? Is it to do with Georgia's no, state mascot? it Fuck. is clean, old-fashioned Oh, hate. hate. I did know that one. You did, you did. Yeah. So I'm going to take Georgia uh, and you can take uh, Georgia Tech. Damn it. That's good. I needed one back there. <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, I don't know this one. The blue... Oh, I will, I'll, again, I'll know it when I the hear it. The Governor's Cup. Damn it. Fuck. Governor's Cup. So I'm going to take Kentucky. You can have Louisville. I'm okay with that. I yeah. would have picked Louisville, so thank you. Yeah, That's well, a good one to not know. Well, it's ACC versus SEC, so I don't know where I'm going on that. <sighs> Indiana and Purdue. I do know this one. This is the battle for the old oaken bucket. Well done. Yeah, I don't know That's why I know that one. Because you're a Purdue fan. Yeah, I mean, year. there is possibly all, that. All aboard. Who you take? Uh, ooh. Indiana. Well done. I think. I don't, I, uh, They're a touchdown favorite. So. Okay. Illinois Northwestern. This has got something to do with like a chain or it's something else like, or there's a, there's an actual trophy though, I think, isn't there? Yes. Is it an old trophy? Yes, I assume. Uh, Like the... The guy is old and he wears tall hats and a big beard. It's the Land of Lincoln trophy game. (laughs) Oh, I was not getting that. Yeah. Land of Lincoln. Yeah, there you go. So I'm going to take Illinois in that, which gives you Northwestern. Uh, Yeah, they won't score. Uh, Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky. Nope. There's a bit of hate in this one too. 100 miles of hate. I've heard of that, but wouldn't have got it. Yep. So I'm going to take Western Kentucky. That probably makes sense. Probably makes sense. They're looking good. I haven't checked in on the old Conference uh, USA <laughs> this year. Yeah. Uh, UNLV and Nevada. Would have the Desert Jewel. It's not that. It should be like the fucking party something. <laughs> yeah. Fremont Cannon game. Cool. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. I'm going to take Nevada. You get... Uh, also good. UNLV. UNLV, I think, just fired their head coach. So <laughs> that's not good. They're due for a win. <laughs> yeah. Alabama, Auburn. You know uh, that one? Fuck now. <laughs> the Iron Bowl and I'll take Bama. Well done. Uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. 
is Battle for Paul Bunyan's it Axe. Is. And who will you select? Shit. Shit. Shit, shit, shit. Um, I'm, Come on. I'll, I'll, it's in Minnesota, isn't it? Sure. I still not? haven't picked a winner on this. I'm going to take Wisconsin, I well think, done. but not happily. Well done. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hate having Minnesota there. I think yeah, it's going to win, but uh, Oregon, Oregon point. State. Civil War. Uh, I, Oregon, yes. Yeah. I don't know the reason for the name of that. But no, but what trophy do they play for as well? Uh, they play for the platypus. They don't do. They? Well Duck done. and beaver. Yeah, well done. Which is, does not make a platypus. <laughs> this is dragging on a bit, so we're going to do one more, two okay. more, two more. I know. And then we're going to cut it short because... I'm enjoying it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean... You're not. But well, yeah. no, 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 I'm all right with it. I just feel like we're... we're Notre Dame-Stanford. Don't know it. Uh, it's the Legends Trophy game. Mm, don't Good care. Lame. I'm going to take Notre Dame. Yeah, fair enough. You, you're just trying to get your mate make points back here. That's the thing. Well, no, I'm, I'm trying to pull it. I don't, I'm easy. Vanderbilt-Tennessee. I reckon, and I don't know this, I reckon mm. this rivalry doesn't have a name. Fuck, that's really good. Well done. Yeah. How did you... It's like asterisk none in my little notes. Yeah, I was... Because I remember looking at this last year. I was like, that definitely has got it's a incredible. name. incredible. Well done. And, and there was also people trying to look at making names. Who do you anyway. pick? Uh, Tennessee. Comfortably. No. Vandy, all good for that one. <laughs> Georgia Southern, Georgia State. No fucking Modern clue. day hate. Oh, yuck. Well, they're oh, both new ball clubs, aren't they? I'm going to take Georgia State. Oh, that was convincing. Yeah. Well, Georgia Southern are favourites in that, but sure. Yes, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've written down GSU, so that'll be helpful later on. <laughs> uh, Iowa State, Kansas State. This is a good one. It's one of my favourites. Uh, I don't know. The Flyover State Showdown. Close. <laughs> Farmageddon. <laughs> Actually, I have heard. That is a fucking yeah. river, isn't it? Uh, so I'm going to take Iowa State in that one. Yeah. That could be a bit closer than what you think, though. Uh, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. It's Bedlam, and yep. I'll take the Boomer Sooner. Yeah, yuck. Gross. Uh, Colorado, Utah. Mm. I want to say the Rocky Mountain Showdown, but it's not that. No. It's something. To, it's like the Rocky something. It's a Rumble in the Rockies. Rumble in the Rockies. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Utah in that. No, I'm you sure. You have Colorado. Thank you. Uh, after that, we have Florida, Florida State. I think that's the battle for the Seminole Canoe, is it? That is not correct. That is not correct. No, Who they play for, for the, the Macala Trophy. Who plays for the Seminole Canoe? Which is known canoe. as the Sunshine Showdown. Who plays for the Seminole Canoe? So I'm going to take Someone Florida. You can have FSU in that one, and which is <sighs> extra hurt for a Canes fan. <laughs> well, either Louisiana, way. Monroe, Louisiana. Um, the battle for the Gator... You're close. Think Louisiana. What's happening down in, in swamps? Louis- yeah. What do they call them down there though? Uh, bayou, the Bayou Battle, or something. Battle, Battle on the Bayou. bayou. Hey, there it is. Hey. I'll give you that one. Who do you want? Uh, I'll take Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, Raging Cajuns, yeah, please. Them. They're looking red hot at the moment. They are. Arizona, Arizona State. Ooh, a territorial battle or territorial war or something. Territorial so, cup. I'll give you that. Cup. That's really good. That's what they play for. It's called the Jewel in the Desert. Yep. Uh, I'll take State. Yeah, they're they coming off a big win. That's probably a good call. Uh, Cal and UCLA. Oh, I don't know. Something Los Angeles-y. No, it's something the, the California. It is the Bear Bowl. <laughs> yeah, there you That's go. Who's good. favorite in that one? Uh, UCLA? All right, I'm taking UCLA. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
I'll take Cal. I'm happy with Cow. Cool. Fresno State and San Jose State to finish things off. Battle of who gives a shit. The battle for the Valley Cup. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go San Jose State. Why not? It doesn't matter. I'll take Fresno because their defense should be better. But San Jose have got a good quarterback. They've got Josh Love. So there you go. Who's going to go for over 4,000 years? Oh, no, he won't. That's insane. But there anyway. we go. There we have it. Now our listeners have endured 29... <laughs> Yeah, that was a Picks? fucking long time. It was, but that was felt good. like a million. You did really well. You're definitely over 500. Was I? I feel like you were. Yeah, I, I'm actually not unhappy with how I went. There was a few obscure ones, which maybe next year. All right, let's get into game previews. Uh, like we said, rivalry weekend, massive weekend. We love it. There's so many games to get through. So uh, if it's short or long, we might have to just speed ourselves up a little bit here. But for... Friday, local time, Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. I'm taking the Rebels offense over the Bulldogs in Starkville. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like Ole Miss. I think uh, John Reese Plumley is going to be the difference in this one. He's really injected a bit of spark into that whole Ole Miss offense that was pretty prolific. Uh, yes, it was. And then it's kind of fallen off a cliff a bit and they've gone back to the obscurity where they had come from. But he has shown a Thanks, bit down the Hugh stretch. Freeze. Yeah, what a legend. <laughs> big, Hugh, big Hugh Freeze fan. All right. Uh, we won't stick around on Friday, although there are some uh, games, other games to, to keep an eye on. But Saturday, as we jump across to that one. It's a ripper, isn't it? Like is, the Friday night slate there, the yeah, Saturday yeah. here. You've got a full Saturday, Sunday going yeah, on. Yeah, you do. It's going full noise. It's going to be awesome for my hangover. Yeah. 3.30 a.m. Texas and Texas Tech do the battle in the governor's spurs or something well done um i, I don't know Aust- it's in austin i'm taking texas i guess they've had a massively disappointing season in fact maybe the most disappointing season of any team in college football this year and tom the noise around tom herman is building okay yeah i agree with you they'd certainly be in the conversation for most disappointing this year from where they were looking we're back. Yeah, yeah. Are you fucking not? Yeah, Sam like they, They've been really disappointing. You, you and they, they took it to LSU. And then since then, those two programs have gone in complete opposite directions. Yeah. That was a tight game. If they get out on top of that, this could all be very different. Yeah, but it's not. I feel like that's a flawed win then if they're winning that game. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, and you're probably right. It's, it's one of those things that they could have won that one and then we could have still seen this. But I, I don't know. They've, they've been in some tight matchups and momentum is one of those things when you know you're kind of out of the running for things. It all starts to implode a little bit. And I know yeah. Tom Herman is trying to build the right thing, but man, it, it has been disappointing down in Austin. Yeah. Uh, okay, Virginia and Virginia Tech. Now, this is a big, big game, sort of, if you care about these two teams. I'm taking Tech. I think they've got all the momentum at the moment. Bud, Bud Foster, who is on the way out, and you know his defense was disappointing last year. It was disappointing to start the season, and all of a sudden, he's going old school. Uh, that he's, I mean, he's a straight alcoholic, and he is just got that defense humming. They look like some of the throwback Hokies teams. And that doesn't bode well for Virginia because they're going to ask Bryce Perkins to do literally everything like they have all season. And I just don't see a way in which Bud Foster doesn't scratch up a defense, literally in the dirt if he has to, that can stop that kind of offense. Uh, Virginia's good on the defensive side, but I think Hendon Hooker will make enough big plays with his legs and the defense will be probably too stout for the Hoos. So I'm taking Tech. The only thing that 
may keep them in the game is if somehow Bryce Perkins can get loose, they can cause a few turnovers. Um, but history doesn't favour the Cavs either, as they've lost 19 in the last 20 meetings. That's not a good record. Uh, and you're right, this is a really exciting matchup. The winner of this gets to lose to Clemson next week. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I feel like there's some fan bases that are like, mm, if we lose this close, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Virginia Tech want to win the Coastal so that I can nail that bold prediction. That's I know that's what's driving them forward. You're right, Bud Foster has been exceptional down the stretch. Like, he's a legend of the game, and last year was disappointing. The start of this year was like, oh, maybe he's kind of left it too long to pull the pin here. But he's really turned the corner, and they have reacted really well to whatever it is that he has kind of managed to get out of them and they're certainly a really red hot team at the moment yeah for sure uh six o'clock on saturday we see the heroes cup heroes trophy hero game being played between iowa and nebraska iowa at this stage are five and a half point favorites uh but I'm taking Nebraska certainly to cover. I don't know if they win, but there's no way that Iowa score enough points to beat Nebraska by six points. It's like a whole touchdown that or two field goals. Yeah, that could happen, actually. But Nebraska got hot last week, maybe, um, against Maryland, putting up a lot of points. I think if Nebraska put up, you know, 17 points, there's no way Iowa scores enough to cover that. Yeah, I like Iowa in this one. I think it's going to be cold. It is going to be cold. It's going to play into Iowa's hands with how they operate. That's kind of their their modus operandi. They stout up front, rush the ball a lot, don't commit any penalties, and win in really dour fashion. (laughs) Correct. So I expect that. I think we've probably been a bit disrespectful of Iowa this year. I mean, they're eight and three. The teams, the games that they've lost have been to really good teams. But their offense sucks. It does they a bit. They are terrible. It does a bit, but their defense is really good. How many touchdowns has Nate Stanley thrown? At least 13. <laughs> 14. There you go. <laughs> 14 touchdowns Excellent. for the number 17 team in the country. It just speaks for their defense, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just... Wow. I don't... I don't I'm not getting up to watch that one. Arkansas and Missouri. Um, Speaking of games, we're not getting up to watch. Yeah, oh, wow. Two teams uh, who could not be traveling much worse at This the is a bit of an interesting... It's not interesting, but I'm playing it fast and loose with the term interesting. Missouri sucks on the road. Oh, that has been well documented this year. They're on the road to Arkansas. Who just suck. Who just suck. I mean, is there a chance... No, Missouri's going to win this Okay, one. cool. All right, Memphis hosts Cincinnati in a massive, massive game for the American. I think there is a world in which this can be replayed in two weeks' time as the conference championship certainly game. Certainly can be, yep. So Cincinnati, win or something. Cincinnati are playing for home field advantage, so there's certainly something on the line for them, but Memphis need to win this to guarantee themselves a spot in. If they lose, then their fate's out of their hands. Right, okay. So... To me, this is the biggest game of the Saturday, obviously, but Memphis go in as as heavy favorites in this one. Cincinnati has been playing in tight, relatively low-scoring affairs. They beat Temple by two, USF by three, UCF by three, ECU, who have been getting better and better by three only, and then Tulsa by 11. They also had UConn thrown in there as well, which they dominated, but all those games are really, really tight for Cincinnati, and we rated their defense, and their defense has been pretty good still. They're not conceding a whole heap of points, but very rarely are we seeing the defense and the offense playing well at the same time on the same night. 
And that hasn't happened for, you know, the last almost month and a half now, which has been really, really tough to watch at times. On the other hand, Memphis is going from strength to strength. Mike Norvell may be one of the hottest coaching prospects in college football at the moment. That Florida State job, uh, surely he's been approached about that. His offensive scheme has been good. Kenneth Gainwell at the running back position has been putting up yards both on the ground and in the receiving game as well. They're going to be a tough beat at home. I don't think... I mean, I'm going back to the well. I think this is straight up for me, Memphis, and I don't really see it being that close. I like Cincinnati here. I think Cincinnati have been playing in ugly games, but they've been doing enough to win. I mean, they're undefeated in the American this year. They are a well-built side, a well-coached side. Desmond Ritter has been underwhelming, but is very competent at the quarterback position. And I like any side that can shape up defensively. And, I mean, they've given up so many points in this one. It's just, I don't know, it, it all feels a bit weird for me that I would have thought the line would be a lot closer in this one. Maybe it's just that You're taking Cincinnati outright here then. Absolutely. Cincinnati to Whoa. win. There you go. Uh, yeah, I don't see it. I don't think they get enough offensively. I think Brady White and then DeMonte Coxie has been really, really good on the outside for the Tigers as well. So I don't think that Cincinnati will produce enough offense to win that game. As we move across a little bit later on the Saturday, 7.30, Washington State play Washington in the Egg Bowl. They tend to play this game a little bit early. Uh, Apple Cup? Sorry, I've done it again, haven't you I? You always do I this. don't know why. In the what do you app- have for breakfast? Apples and eggs? I don't. Yeah, obviously. Uh, eggs with apple sauce. Um, in the Apple Cup and... Uh, I just don't believe in Washington very much. I think I picked them in our little competition there. I did. But we know that Jacob Eason's really struggled offensively despite his big frame, his big arm. We saw Colorado last week just throw the house at him. Mel Tucker really got that defense to get pressure on him. And the MO, like the MO and the... It's out on him right now, and that's if he can get pressure in his face, he really, really struggles. Washington State doesn't have the defensive guys, probably, but if they can get enough pressure in the passing game, Washington is going to struggle. I'd, I, I think Washington State probably win this one. If they can just reduce the turnovers a fraction, I think they lost the turnover margin, what, 5-1 last week or something? That's not great. But, and you can't afford to do that against Washington, but I think if they can just reduce that a bit and just take those turnovers down to maybe three in the game and not five, they probably win this one because they can score 35 points. I don't see Washington scoring that much. Yeah, Anthony Gordon's going to go over 5,000 yards on the season in this one, which which is huge. And uh, Mike Leach has come out during the week and said he's a hell of a player and he expects him to have a super long and successful NFL career, which is not something that Mike Leach really goes out and does a lot of. Like That's not really his personality type so that's interesting to see that because they've had a, a couple of good ones come through there recently in Luke Falk and Gardner Minshew so he's kind of taken it to another level with what he's been able to do there on the back of all of that this one being played in Husky Stadium in Seattle the fact that it's going to be fucking cold there I think is is it's going to be Washington's day like they would be super disappointed with this one and I expect Chris Peterson to have his boys kind of primed and ready to go and will use this to springboard into next season because they are a good football team now 
and that's what good football teams do. They, they kind of... They're are, six and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm talking more about the program as a whole, like what yes. he has built And there. Chris Pittson doesn't lose to Washington State. Correct. In fact, I don't think he ever has. Is he, that right? He, he's certainly elevated that program to another tier than, than where they have been historically. And as part of that, I expect him to get them across the line here because it is important to win... These late games, those bowl games, I think there's a bit to it that to build a bit of momentum for those off-season workouts and recruiting and all of that oh, sort massively. of stuff. And if there is ever a fickle bunch, it's college football fans, it is recruits. It's high know, school kids. Yeah, it's high exactly. school. Like it, it is like literally their emotions will change in a half of football, let alone, you know. So those are half a lesson that you teach them for. <sighs> all right. Uh, West Virginia play TCU. Do you have a quick pick on that one or do you just not care? Uh, the second one that you said. There. Okay, good. Sunday. Let's jump into Sunday's action at three thirty. This is the game. Quite literally, Ohio State head to Ann Arbor to play Michigan. Here it is, Jim Harbaugh. Your season could be defined by this win. You haven't managed it yet in the entirety of your time there. You have not beaten Ohio State. And this is what I was talking about earlier. This is an opportunity for Michigan to turn their season from a slow start, fractionally disappointing, into lots of momentum, a pretty good season, into great. If they go and beat Ohio State, this will turn this season into a great season. He hasn't done it yet. Can he do it this year? I don't believe so. Oh. I, I don't After that big build-up, give I, me something. I, I love the build-up. That's great. And you're spot on. He... But he's been known as the guy who couldn't win this game. And this year, it's harder than ever. He's probably got the best team that he's had available, but the team that he's coming up against is the number one team in the nation. And they're that for a reason at the minute. They are looking so, so good. Uh, they, they've got it at home, which is going to be huge. That place is just going to be electric. Like the crowd. Yeah. This is the game for a reason because it is a fierce rivalry where people literally will not talk to other people for following that team. And there's going to be so much in that and the atmosphere around that. But I State are so good. They are so, yeah. so good. And... I am backing in that talent to get the job done. But, yeah, I mean, that's me. I don't know. I, I, I'm i taking the points here. Like, I think Michigan cover if they lose. I'd, Nine I'd, feels about right. Yeah, possibly. But, I mean, are you saying that Michigan's then only two points better than Penn State? Because that's what... And I know it's hard to kind of do that transference sort of stuff... But Michigan's better than that. They're, they're they lost to Penn State. Hey? They lost to Penn State. I, don't, I just don't rate Penn State. Yeah, but like I said earlier, though, in terms of a team that's got the most momentum, Michigan has to be that. Shea Patterson may be playing as well as he has played as a Michigan Wolverine in consistent efforts, not only within four quarters of football, but within back-to-back weeks. I think you you have to be able to minimize the damage that Chase Young, Davin Hamilton, and Tyreek Smith can do on that Ohio State defensive line. And Michigan State's offensive line came into the season as one of the number one or two offensive lines in the country. Yes, they've lost part of that to injury, but they're still a fantastic offensive line. They're a little bit maligned as the season develops, and they are starting to really, really come along, which I think is fantastic. The defense is still pretty good. Um, They're playing that kind of man bracket coverage uh, that is going to cause Ohio State a few little issues. And I think if things can get funky, if if Michigan can jump them out the blocks, 
Ohio State aren't unbeatable. No, certainly not. And and like on the road in this sort of environment, it it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. But when in these ones, you want to be able to establish the run, right? Yes. That, that, that's a huge important part of that. When you look at what's happened this year, Ohio State averaged nearly 300 yards a game on the ground. Yeah. Michigan on the flip side of that are around 150 yards, I think. They just have not been able to get that ground game going. They're kind of relying on Charbonnet to to do a lot, and he's been patchy. Uh, and, and against a, an elite defense like Ohio State, patchy doesn't cut it. No. Where J.K. Dobbins is one of the best running backs in the nation. He's shown week in, week out, he can get it done. Justin Fields is so electric at the quarterback position, both with his legs and through the air. They're a threat all over the place. There's just so many factors that lean Ohio State. Yes, it's a rivalry and anything can happen and that all kind of makes this what is going to be an awesome matchup. But everything I see just says Ohio State are the better football team. Is there any way, like how do you see Michigan winning then? Does it just come down to complete luck or can they actually outplay them to win the game? I think the they need a few things to go their way so i think so that, knows well yeah well like it's one of those it's an atmosphere thing if they get a turnover a, a punt return for a touch exactly right you see something like that but but even then that's just keeping it tight in, in my mind i do not see a way that ohio state go in here and lose this game so you're taking ohio state to cover yes absolutely i am wow okay all right let's go to the palmetto bowl cup trophy whatever we're playing for here clemson face south carolina i don't think this is a game i think clemson continue their march towards uh not only their playoff but also creating some real fear in these teams that perhaps wasn't there earlier in the year clemson number three in the nation right yeah south carolina beat number four in the nation georgia so surely they're gonna be around the mark in this one like it might be close no, it won't. Georgia and Georgia Tech play. <laughs> that doesn't even deserve a comment. It does. It does. It, I guess it speaks to the fact that that was a huge upset. Yeah. And since then, South Carolina have been oh, shit. They kept the Florida game tight. They're 4-7 and seven on the year. I mean, they're not a good been, fucking team. No, they're not. And they're the not. fact that they won that game is an absolute... But that's what we want in college outlier. football. We want that shit. Oh, shit, yeah. We want the outlier. It ain't happening here. <laughs> no, it's not. Clemson will roll. Georgia, Georgia Tech, this could be the outlier. It definitely won't be the outlier. Okay, Georgia are going to crush this game. Georgia Tech will go home in a heap. Absolutely, they are going to win by a lot. Louisville take on Kentucky. Again, I've been really impressed with Scott Satterfield. Could get them to 9-4 and four with a win here, I believe, and then a win in a bowl game as well. They bottomed out last year and are looking really, really good. Kentucky have got all their injuries, particularly at the quarterback position. So I'm taking Louisville. Louisville have been bottoming out for a little while. Like it wasn't just last year. They've been down for a little while. It's good to see them back up. Thanks, Re- Petrino. Really happy with that. For me, I like Kentucky because they're at home. It, it is a real coin toss in this one. So only reason is because it's played in Lexington, uh, I'm on the Wildcats. Okay, and Indiana take on Purdue at Ross Aid Stadium. Uh, so that one's in West Lafayette. That is the battle for the old Oaken Bucket, and I am going to take Indiana because I think they're going okay this year. Purdue yeah. maybe will keep it close, as all rivalries generally do, but I'm going to say Indiana. Yeah, this is one where the home team might look okay in a rivalry match. I wouldn't be surprised to see Purdue win. Especially like you look at a four and seven versus seven four matchup, you you normally think, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk. Would not shock me to see Purdue win, but Indiana have certainly been the better team on the year. It's because Purdue are good. 
All right, mm, 7 a.m. It is time. It is the Iron Bowl, which, as always, Alabama and Auburn, this time at Jordan Hare. I don't know how much there is to deep dive on this from my perspective. Uh, I've tried to make a bit of a comparison, but Mac Jones is still better than what Bo Nix will churn out. Alabama's run game will comfortably trump whatever Auburn script up. So I'm giving the advantage to the to the Tide on the offensive side of the ball. The defensive side probably goes to Auburn. I know you are going to love talking about the interior of that defensive line for the Tigers, and rightly so. They're going to be fantastic, uh, but they and they're hard to run on. They leave their cornerbacks in in tight man coverage. But I've got no confidence in Auburn on the offensive side of the ball, and I just how many points are you going to need to score to beat Bama? I don't think. That Bama's even with uh, a backup quarterback, they're still scoring twenty-eight to thirty-five points. Bo Nix is not good enough. The Auburn run game has been disappointing at best. There's no way to me that I'm not taking Alabama. Yeah, I disagree with you on there. I think, of course, you do. Of well, I you. think Alabama are favourites and deservedly so. But when you talk about Bo Nix and uh, our boy Mac Jones. It's probably a bit unfair to say he's much better. We haven't seen Mac Jones play against any decent competition. Turn and, and hand the ball off to Najee Harris. Yeah, and good luck running into those boys all day. Because Run that, it off tackle then. That is what Auburn want. I mean, that, that's what they're yeah. after. They want you challenging them in the run because that's their strength. You need to beat them on the outside, and that's yeah. gonna that's gonna be a challenge for them. Yeah, but they've got the best wide receiving group in the country: and Devonta Smith agree. and yeah, yeah. Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and, and Jalen Waddle, them- and then some twelve-year-old that's sitting on the bench that's better than I could ever possibly imagine. That certainly gives them the advantage on the offensive side, but Bonix is a lot better when he plays at home than on the road. Like the stats this year are kind of night and day for his road v home games, and that's kind of to be expected with a freshman quarterback. So, I'm not ruling Auburn out in this one, especially these games. They they mean so much in that state. Like I remember when we travelled through there, it was kind of hilarious. We had a a follower with us, and we would say "Roll Tide," and everyone around would say "Roll Tide." Yeah, like in the restaurant that you're in, and yeah. then as soon as he learnt that, he was like a small child. Yeah, I know he was. Roll Tide, Roll Tide, and he just like would giggle every time. <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah. it was funny watching him go with that, but. <laughs> It, it just means so much. Like, if you were to t- say War Eagle in there, you'd have guns held to your head, like, literally. Yeah, yeah. It, it's terrifying. So, when it means so much, crazy stuff can happen. At home for Auburn, I like them with the points here. I'm not sure they'll get it done, but wouldn't shock me. Okay. I, I've got no confidence in Auburn offensively. They haven't done anything to me this year against good opposition on the offensive side of the ball to make me believe that they can win this game. All right. Heading into Big Ten country, Paul Bunyan's axe is up for grabs with Minnesota and Wisconsin. I do not know how to feel about this one at all. Minnesota clearly have shown some growth, development, maturity, however you want to frame it up, in bouncing back from their loss to Iowa by beating Northwestern last week. And Wisconsin have been good and steady after their losses to a bit of a shock Illinois loss and then the Ohio State loss where they got absolutely trounced. But Paul Chris is a fantastic coach and has them prepared and organized each week, which is great. But this is the first time in a long time that that the Big Ten West title has run through this game and it's so good for Minnesota. They get game day as well. 
Wisconsin are going to have to stop Rashad Bateman and Minnesota will have to stop Jonathan Taylor. I think whoever does that the best probably wins this game. I really don't know. I'm, I'm going to give the edge to the Gophers. I know I picked Wisconsin, but I'm probably giving the edge to the Gophers just because it's at home, and that's the only justificational reason I have. Yeah, I'm with you exactly on that. I think you've nailed it on the head. My only thing that I would say is you need to stop Jonathan Taylor, but everyone knows that. Everyone tries that. Not many execute that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to back them in that he can get off the chain and do enough to win in this one, but not with any great confidence because Minnesota have been playing lights out and really happy to see that maybe i've still got a little bit of that early season wisconsin love that you know that they were so good they haven't been the same team the last few no but the defense is still really good as a team they're still really good yeah they, they know what they're about they've got that identity I'm, I'm happy to back that in and not only that like tanner morgan has been great super efficient but if he has one of those games where rather than going you know 28 of 23 he goes Oh, sorry, 23 of 28, sorry. He goes that would like, be impressive. Yeah, that would be impressive. He goes like 14 for 25 or 14 for 29 and doesn't have the efficiency. They don't get the completions pushing the ball downfield and those teams and Wisconsin can still contain Rodney Smith as he has been contained in previous weeks. That could spell danger for Minnesota. Um, he's going to throw those 50-50 balls and hope that Rashad Bateman can come down with them. Yeah, so. correct. Should be a good game. The Civil War between Oregon and Oregon State in Eugene. Uh, Oregon State needs this one to get bowl eligible. Did Oregon get caught looking ahead to the Civil War last week? I'm not sure that's the case. Oh. I don't know that's it. And I think they bounced back in a big way this one. So Oregon State have been great this year mm. uh, for that program standards. It would be wonderful to see them get bowl eligible. It just ain't happening here. You don't reckon? I don't think it's that far off. Only because Oregon's defense has been bad recently. Jake Luton and Isaiah Hodgkins have got a fantastic connection going and they've put up a lot of yards and a lot of points. And I think that they could, if they can keep that going, they're going to score points. And we know that Oregon's defense is struggling at the moment if uh, this is the one though where they need something funky to happen yeah uh, i just don't say i'm like oregon 30 plus oh wow okay uh other games in this time slot notre dame stanford baylor kansas bc and Pitt, miami duke maryland tackle michigan state and vandy in tennessee as well at 10 30 you're going to take us through this one it is bedlam drew brown will be getting the start for the pokes because i think spencer sanders is out again talk yeah. us talk i mean talk us through it is there any chance that you guys can win this one so well i mean this is exactly the same in the state of oklahoma as we were talking about the iron bowl in the state of alabama everyone growing up whether i mean a lot of dudes don't go to college there because they may not be the brightest <laughs> Sparks out there, but they are still a diehard fan of one or the other. A lot of Oklahoma fans, especially in that low, you know, educational range, because Jesus, <laughs> this is going well because they're successful, and that's what you want to do when you don't go to a school. But a lot of people do manage to go like, on. Is this like Trump supporters? Is that what you're saying? No, not at all. I'm Trump supporters of both of them. This is a very red state. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones that is means so much for the region but has been so incredibly one-sided over its history. Uh, Oklahoma have certainly dominated this matchup and they've been the more powerful side. They often go in as favourites and it's always uh, an upset whenever Oklahoma State do it. But that said, it's always a cracking matchup. Yeah, 
Like if, you, if you go through the history, there, there have been some absolute rippers, and it always ends in heartbreak for the Cowboys. It does, yeah. But it always comes down to or a like last a play. fourth and 27 that, that someone will convert. Exactly right. Like or a, or a kick return the, after scoring the inter- when you're up like a, the minute. or The like, interception on fourth down that someone gets done targeting or something and the, the play goes on. Um, but Oregon are big... Uh, it's not Oregon. Oklahoma are big, big favorites here. Two touchdown favorites. I don't think... They're two touchdowns better, are they? No, I mean, that's probably a bit of bit reflected on Spencer Sanders not being available. Mm-hmm. So losing the starting quarterback obviously hurts, and, and he has been super dynamic for him. Drew Brown is an excellent stand-in, so I feel super confident there. The fact that it's played in Stillwater kind of makes this, yeah, a strange one at 14 points because Oklahoma have been far from convincing. What they will be confident in, I would expect, is being able to score points. I mean, they are that every week and Oklahoma State have been better on defense this year than they have been historically. But that said, they're still giving up over 25 points a game uh, and are susceptible, especially up front to a team that is willing to run the ball. Uh, they, they, yes. they are super young on the defensive line, Oklahoma State, and they've got some real playmakers of the future. I'm really excited about Oklahoma State's future, but the future for Oklahoma is now and Oklahoma State are really kind of going to be swinging up at them and really need to get lucky to hit a blow to, to win this one, I think. Yeah, I think this game's a lot closer than what people think. If we have a look at the last four games for Oklahoma, they're the games in which they've played a quality opponent. So that's Kansas State, Iowa State, Baylor, and TCU. I mean, TCU maybe not that quality, but... And they've all been tight. They've all been tight. A touchdown loss to Kansas State. They got over Iowa State by a point uh, after Iowa State went for two, I believe. Is that what happened in that one? Yeah, I uh, think yes, so. Yes, correct. Uh, Baylor, they were down massive yep. and then got over them by a field goal. And then four points to TCU last week. They've been super patchy. They like, have like been. Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts is at the football. heart of that all yeah. the time. It's like, oh, Jalen Hurts, he's thrown three interceptions and then he'll go and throw 200 yards and run for 200 yards in the second half. So he seems to be kind of the cause of their issues, but also the solution when they get into trouble. So it, it is an interesting one for Oklahoma, but I think Oklahoma State, if they can muddy it up, run the ball well, cause turnovers, create issues for Oklahoma, and then let Chuba Hubbard just have at it for 49 carries. Yeah, well, that's got to be the game plan. I mean, if I don't think Oklahoma State have got what it takes to kind of contain uh, Jalen Hurts on the ground naturally. They're going to yeah. need to really dial in on that. Which is what they, they kind of have to do. You know, you got to pick your poison and then in, they just in that get case. Loose the ball to CD Lamb. Exactly right. And, and then that frees that sort of opportunity up. So if things can go well in that case, if they're able to jag interceptions or make Jalen Hurts make the wrong read, then yeah, it's, it's certainly open. But they're really going to have to sell out on that. Otherwise, Jalen Hurts could just run all over that side. Yeah. Okay, Texas A&M play LSU as well. Colorado and Utah, Florida and Florida State and Iowa State is at Kansas. At 1.30, Arizona and Arizona State, which is a late kickoff. And Army take on Hawaii as well. That one's in Aloha Stadium. All right, that takes us through a massive slate of games. Is there anything that we have missed? No, what a ripping week. There is so much talent, like awesome matchups that we've gone through there it just 
I'm excited already. Yeah, I mean, and it's been a good year. So something messed up is going to happen. You need to be dialed in. You got to have those alerts turned on because something messed You're up. You're going to see that 109-yard field goal return or the yeah, deflection yeah. pass into the end zone. Yeah, or yeah. One of those plays, we're just primed for it. Okay, championship draft time. Will, it is your pick. We are getting the dregs. Uh, Hawaii only scored 14 points in a dour, dour... Sh- in a win. In a win, but it was a defensive battle. San Diego State, how's Conceded that? Conceded 11 points? Yeah, 14-11. Yeah. Unheard of for the Rainbow Warriors. Really just kind of tightening up there and getting it done. Means I'm picking outside the top 25, which is a bit fucked. I've been stitched a few times this year by <laughs> yeah. them. Not that there's much available inside the top 25 anymore at this point of the year. So I'm happy for Hawaii. And they're looking like they're going into the Mountain West Championship game. Uh, I haven't actually been following the Mountain West close enough. Boise State is still crushing it, but at eight and four, uh, they must be around yeah, the mark. No, they, they, so, they, yeah. That win has certainly got them the West Division and they go up against Boise State. So that's awesome news. That's, that's a really good effort for a team that Australia should be getting around because we're well represented on. Yeah, for sure. All right, so into business. I need to pick a team. Uh, I've looked through this. It's not great. So... Virginia are an option, I suppose. They're receiving votes. Yeah. They play Virginia Tech. If they win that, then they could take Virginia Tech's spot in the poll at the moment. But, but then, then they go to the championship game and, and get, get creamed by Clemson. And get spanked. And then, so they're done. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense. Uh, I could go FAU. I thought about FAU. I've looked at FAU. They've looked good this year. They are going to certainly make it through in Conference USA. So they've clinched their division. Problem is... Like, Conference USA getting ranked. Yeah, exactly. The, the other side of that's not great. So that win isn't going to be great, even if they do come out. And they're not making a leap there. So I can't see that happening. Uh, Hawaii is the team that we were just talking about. They've made it through the championship game already. They keep winning and beat Boise, who are ranked. If. Yeah, if. They could certainly jump in and take that spot, but I already have Boise, and that doesn't help me because I really need to elevate myself. So I need to back Boise in to continue winning and hope they can stick around the mark. So for mine, that leaves me with the Louisiana Lafayette Ragin' Cajuns. Okay. Pretty excited about where they're at this year. So <laughs> the Ragin' Cajuns are... Yeah, I mean, you sound it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to get excited about it anyone who is living in the what conference they play Sunbelt Sunbelt no teams ranked at the moment App State have been but not currently and they are sitting at 10 and 1 are they not ranked at the moment I thought they were I do not think so no they're getting you points they certainly are I think they're like 21 at the moment so App State are there I need Louisiana Lafayette to win this week and then win that game and take that spot and get me a few points. I don't know. It's the best I could see from what I had. I'm going the Raging Cajuns. Okay, I'll make this quick. I'm taking Indiana. I don't think anyone's got Indiana, do they? I don't believe so, no. They are currently sitting at 7-4. and four. They play Purdue this week. They win that. Uh, they go to 8-4. and four. Win their bowl game, whoever they get. Hopefully, they get someone ranked and go and win that. I'm really throwing shit at yeah. a wall here, but like that's where we're at. You um, can, though. You can. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so I didn't talk on where we're at. Points-wise, you're on 147 overall if you add up all the teams that you've got. I'm lagging behind 128. 
Okay, which yep. is quite a considerable margin, Yuck. I feel, at this point. Oh, yeah. So, um, But yeah, so I'll take Indiana and hope that they can just go on a bit of a win streak to finish the season. That could mean if they get ranked, though, there's a whole bunch of Big Ten teams ranked. But anyway, a point would be good if they can slide in there. And I feel like the Big Ten probably deserves it this year with how good yeah. they've been. Like, yeah. it's, I don't know, it's one of those ones that they have been, for mine, really impressive I don't know. Thank you, Will. All right, let's go on the punt as we head to the last segment. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> All right, time to cash in. It's time for me to get back above 500. I'm feeling good this week. Such a great matchup. So many options. I've had to go away from my standard formula that I've been following because so it's what? just so don't much don't pick Boston College is that where you're that at that has been a formula that has been great for me but <laughs> I like it I'll back it in now I've, I've kind of gone similar but because there's so many games that I've liked I've run a bit of a multi in one of them to get it together so I'm not going to mess around with this one here I'm going to go straight at it and let you know what I'm about the first leg of this week's on the punt segment is a multi we have Boise to win at Colorado State. Yeah. Going into Missouri to win at Arkansas. Yeah. Going into SMU to win at home against Tulane. So those three there all need to get up. Paying a little bit over two bucks. We're putting three units on that little multi there. Okay. My next one. Wait, did you say Tulane to win? No, SMU to beat Tulane. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Sorry, I stopped listening half the time during this because... I don't really care. But push on. Some of us have got to feed our family, mate. <laughs> okay. Next one, Louisiana State over Texas A&M. We didn't talk much about this game because it's not going to be much of a game. They are going to continue their ways. They are going to blow them out at home. Lines at 17. I see this one going well above that one. I'm taking LSU minus 17 for three units. Yep. And Good. the last one cool. I have, you're not going to like, Cincinnati at Memphis. $4.25 to win. I'm backing them in to win. Not taking points here. They are going to win this matchup on the road. It's going to be big for us. Three units there, which is a bunch of money. Then we are rolling all of those into a multi. So that multi into those two games as well. Pays a bit over 20 bucks. Looking the goods. I'm feeling it this week. I'm, I'm, I think we're good for it. We're, we're really going to take off and launch ourselves into bowl season so that we have a full purse to get after that. Okay. Well, I didn't really listen again and cool. So good stuff there, Will. Hopefully Thanks, you, you make some of the money back. Your support is great. Oh, obviously. And I think you will probably make more money than Nate Stanley throws touchdowns, if that makes you feel better. Mm, that's still zero. <laughs> 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 okay uh, that brings us to the end of a massive week 14 preview show we hope you enjoyed it we had fun uh, please as always do hit us up on iTunes Stitcher SoundCloud Spotify whatever else you've got going on leave us a review leave us a rating yeah uh, I'm really keen to get some more reviews and ratings in there if you do listen to the show somewhat regularly and you haven't done it we'd really appreciate it just get in there spend two minutes of your time Give us five stars. Tell us what you like about this show or just anything. I don't really care, but it would be yep. great to see more of that. Yep, for sure. So feed the animal if you can, please. 
would be great. If not, do hit us up at CFB Down Under on, uh, what are we on here? On Twitter and on Instagram as well. So get on those socials. Will loves it. He gets rock hard over those sorts of things. Um, And apart from that, please do enjoy your week 14 rivalry weekend of college football. I will be in Melbourne somewhere. So this may be our last double episode week together for the year um, but again enjoy your the rest of your week and all of the college football rivalry games on behalf of that go over there my name's Aaron that is Will and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.